Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Dayton Tolbert Show. I am your host, Dayton Tolbert. Uh, back live uh, this week, uh, this Thursday, after a uh, a week layoff, we got hit with a huge, a uh, couple of huge nor'easters here on the East Coast, and they happen to fall on the day uh, where we're not now live every uh, every Thursday at noon. So I wanted to uh, I'll take a little break, come back rejuvenated. Uh, this week with a with a not a new topic but a different spin on a topic that I've addressed in the past and that is on, on a number of occasions and that is the role of African American women and how they are being portrayed in film, in television, in music, on social media, these reality shows. I want to just really systematically break down um, the agenda that has really been in place for a very long time in in Hollywood on uh, really portraying specifically women, but then specifically African-American women in a very, very negative light. I'm talking about as criminals, as adulterers, as promiscuous. I mean, you know, we're going to talk about it. You know, we're going to look at really like, you know, the scandal, um, you know, how to get away with murder, the new show, The Quad. I mean, so many shows on television that I think once we look at them as a whole, we'll say, like, whoa, you know, what's going on here? You know, you look at shows that were on in the 80s and the 90s, and then you look at shows that are on now, and even music that's put out now, music that was out back then, it's totally different. And, you know, we're spending a lot of time talking about race relations, but in my opinion, if we're going to talk about race relations, we have to really take a look at the government agenda, the uh, media's agenda to, to, to really attack our women. If you know anything about society, you know that, it, you know, the, the black woman, the mother, the, the woman in the household is really, the, you know, where everything starts and it's where everything ends. The men, we're just here to kind of fill in the, the pieces. But if you, if you take away, uh, you know, the way that our women are viewed, you know, we t- everyone's talking about, uh, marriages and black women, you know, why can't I find a man and this and that? It's this whole big thing on, you know, why are so many African-American women single? But if you look at how we're being portrayed in the media by those who are being looked at as people of influence, like the Beyonce's, you know, Nicki Minaj's, you know, like all these entertainers who unfortunately are being viewed also as role models to these young girls who are now emulating them, you know, it's no surprise that as those young girls get older, they're not going to be viewed in a respectable light. They're not going to be viewed as someone who is, quote, unquote, wifeable. So I said, you know, I got a lot, as you see, I have a lot to say about this subject. I'm really going to talk about, you know, each of these industries. Like I said, music, film, television, and the agenda that is uh, unfortunately at work uh, in today's society. So let's jump into it. Uh, Today's show, as always, is brought to you by my new book, which I'm working diligently on. It'll be out a little bit later this year, Redefining Greatness, a a Virtuous Woman's Guide to Love. Look out for it. It's going to change the world. It's going to change how you look at dating. And and really specifically, African-American women, it's going to give you a blueprint on what to do, what not to do uh, to, uh, you know, be found, to to have love. So that's what we're doing here. Um, Before I jump into... Uh, that topic of, uh, you know, like I said, African-American women, film, television, and music. There's a lot going on around the world. I want to talk a little politics, 
I want to talk a little uh, uh, entertainment news, a lot of things going on in the industry. Um, you know, at first, you know, I have mixed emotions about uh, these protests. You know, we've been seeing this week and, you know, just the last few weeks, everyone is talking about gun control. And if you guys even, uh, if you tuned into my last live broadcast, not last week when we were off, but uh, the week prior to that, I did a, a full two-hour special specifically on gun control, gun reform, and just my thoughts on it. Um, a lot of people reached out to me and just said, hey, look, you know, thank you. I learned a lot um, just from listening to that show about guns. problems that we, we have is that, you know, a lot of people just don't know about guns. So because they don't know about guns, it's, it's kind of challenging for them to understand gun, uh, gun laws. And that's one of the things I try my best to do is just give people the information, you know, all the information so they can make informed decisions uh, about them. But, you know, so what we're seeing is we're seeing, you know, uh, people protesting. These students in schools around the, uh, the country are having school-sanctioned walkouts to protest gun violence, which, you know, I, I talked a lot about this the other week, but, for me, I believe it is counterproductive. Um, and I'll, I'll tell you why, because, I mean, for many reasons, but one of the reasons is, you know, you're, you're, you're telling them, hey, look, we want to protest legislation or lack thereof surrounding gun control, which is fine. You know, but the problem with it is, is that the legislation is not what the problem is. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you you can legislate all you want, as I talked about on, on another show, but at the end of the day, until we start reaching these kids in the home and preventing people from even wanting to go kill people, let's deal with security. You know what I mean? Let's, let's take a look at school security. You know, are you, why are, first of all, why are people even able to walk into a school, period, let alone if they want to shoot? But why can you walk into a school? You know what I'm saying? Like if you are a former student, and you you want you have a beef with someone, you have a gripe, or you just are crazy and you want to go shoot up the school. Why why is that door not locked? Why is there not an intercom? Why is there not security? Let's talk about that. Because like guns are not the problem. I don't care what kind of gun you have. If you want to go shoot somebody, you, you can go shoot them. It's not about an uh, AR-15 or assault rifles or this. A gun is a gun is a gun. The, the issue is security. And, and the availability of weapons to for people who have no business with weapons, period. So, I mean, the protests, I mean, I get it. Um, you know what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, let's really talk about what will stop the problem or, or really help significantly decrease the problem. So there's that, that's one issue that I have with, with, uh, with this whole uh, discussion surrounding gun control. Another one, and I put this up on Facebook yesterday, I, I said that, you know, innocent children murdered in the streets, you know, people gunned down in the streets, you know, wrong place, wrong time, innocent bystanders, um, you know, gang violence, you know, the families of gun violence, uh, they are just as important. They are just, those situations are just as tragic as children who are killed in the classroom. You cannot turn on your news, your morning news, you can't turn on the evening news without seeing someone who was murdered. 
Yeah, but you know, through gun violence, every single day someone is killed somewhere in this country by a gun. Period. So why is it that all of these protests, these walkouts, are only happening when when these kids are killed in the classroom? And don't get me wrong, as I said on on my special, you know the, that's tragic. God bless them. God bless their families. That is absolutely tragic. But why is the conversation only going national when it's 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 uh, class? You know what I'm saying? The, the killings are in the classroom. These are students being murdered. What about you know so and so's little brother or sister who was playing on the sidewalk when they decided to might want to do a drive-by? You don't see. The, the you know, CNN, you don't see M- NBC popping up to talk about that. There are no, you know, walkouts in these schools when somebody's killed. You know, ironically, even when the student is killed outside of the classroom in front of their home, nobody is protesting. But when they're killed actually in the classroom by a white person, no doubt, you know what I'm saying? When they're killed by a white person, it's a problem. It's a mental health issue. When they're killed in the hood, it's just niggas being niggas. And that's one of the things that I have a big problem with. So let's 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 have some reciprocity. Let's let's really uh, you know, talk about the real problem, which is people. The real problem is crime and we need to have legislation that's tougher on crime, period. You know, I mean, it's not about, you know, legis- you know, taking away Second Amendment rights and banning assault rifles. It's about getting tougher on crime, putting criminals in jail, stiffer penalties, you know, and, and legislation that makes it harder for people, you know, criminals to buy weapons and get their hands on weapons. Awesome. But, again, if you guys missed that show and you're passionate about gun violence, definitely go back to the archives, go to iTunes, com podcast, wherever you listen to the show, and, uh, you know, and check it out because it was really a, a informative show on nothing but uh, guns and gun legislation and uh, just information about that whole topic. Um, You know, another issue I have, you know, before I get off that is, you know, I've talked about this, I will continue to talk about this. This is something I'm passionate about. Since we're talking about legislation, since we're talking about children, since we're talking about murder, let's really talk about the real source of all these murders, which is abortion, you know, which is late-term and partial abortions uh, that that are uh, that is another not discussed enough issue. You see a lot of Democrats out there being pro-abortion, pro-late-term abortions, and it's you know millions of abortions, millions of of babies that are killed every day. And um, you know I read somewhere that Iowa Senate uh, they recently passed a law banning. Abortions after the detection of a fetal heartbeat, and I, I just want to say, I don't know if that's going to, you know, spread. I don't know if other uh, states are going to adopt that. But and they, even if they, and they said they passed the law, so I'm, I'm hoping that stays in effect. I'm hoping that everyone can do that because, you know, I, I my wife and I, we we had a miscarriage. You know what I'm saying? So I know all about what that's like. And if you guys have kids, you know that, you know, if if you once you feel that, you hear that heartbeat, you you feel a kick or you hear, you know what I mean, you feel that. That's a person inside of you. 
So after you have a heart, I mean, think, I mean, really just think of real quick. I mean, not to, you know what I'm saying, but think about it. Once you have a heartbeat, right, you're, you're a person. You have a heartbeat. You have a pulse. You're, al- you're alive. You know what I'm saying? You're a, like you're, you're somewhere. Why is there not as much passion about stopping abortions and certainly late-term abortions where you can actually see the face, the eyes, the nose, the fingers? And people are out here killing these babies like it's nothing. But let somebody walk into a classroom and kill an actual child, then it's, you know, everyone wants to, you know, get up in arms. So, but, yeah, I, you know, shout out to Iowa. Hopefully, like I said, you know, righteous senator, if, that's you, if you agree, hopefully we can get some laws passed uh, surrounding abortion. Right? What else is going on in politics? There's a lot of things going on in, in politics. Like I said, if you're just tuning in, Tune in a little bit later. A little bit later, I want to talk about uh, black women in, in film, television, and music, and how they're being portrayed. But um, you know, like I said, there's a lot going on around the world. You know, Donald Trump is always in the news. You know what I mean? Donald Trump is a funny dude. You know, and let me. You know, I, I talked. I, you know, if you guys listen to this show, you know how I feel about Donald Trump. Uh, people who don't listen to this show will probably mistake my views for being a Donald Trump supporter or a uh, conservative or a republic, all these ridiculous terms people like to throw out. But my thing is like this. It, it is my my thoughts on this. I'm reading this information about. Uh, evidently, he had an affair. Uh, he cheated on his wife with this with the with the stormy uh, porn star chick, whatever her name is, and and now she wants to sue him. They're calling for him to be impeached. First of all, let me just say this. Unfortunately, most people and a lot of people in the African-American community I've found have no idea what are grounds for impeachment. You know, unfortunately, people have no idea what that term even means. They have no idea what that process is like. If they did, they would not be talking about impeaching Donald Trump because they know that he's not committed any impeachable, uh, provable uh, uh, offenses. You know what I'm saying? But aside from that, um, and like I said, if, if information comes out, if proof comes out, if actual information, not just speculation, comes out and he's actually done some things, I'll be the first one to say, you know, let's impeach him. You know, but unfortunately, we have not had that yet. Uh, otherwise, it would have happened already. But aside from that, this whole affair thing, my thing is like this: if you wanna, if you wanna cheat on your wife, obviously that's not right. But my thing is like this: if you, if you have sex with someone, if you have consensual sex, and it's one of the reasons I have a problem with this whole Bill Cosby trial thing, if you have sex with somebody, you know, and that sex is consensual, you know, it's wrong, obviously, in God's eyes, from a biblical standpoint, it's wrong, but if you didn't rape someone, okay, and that, I don't think it's okay for this woman to come out, blackmail him, get a six-figure payoff from him, you know, or his sign a non-disclosure agreement and then turn around and say you want to sue, you want to file a lawsuit, you want to go in front of the media, you want to have this whole big thing. That's the whole point of a non-disclosure agreement. And now now they're saying, okay, well, she feels as though she can talk about it because uh, the non-disclosure agreement was, was not signed by him or he signed a different name, or just some some stupid. It's like, come on. Like, he didn't rape you. 
He didn't force you. You wanted to. You're a freak. You, you know what I mean? You wanted to get it in with somebody with money and power, as do many women. But then after the fact, it's me too. It's time's up. Like, let's, let's cut the crap. I'm so sick of this stuff. Now, if you rape someone, if you assault someone, if you harass someone, I'm all for you being put under the jail. But a lot of the time, this is not what's happening. A lot of the time, these women, as we all know, are money hungry. They are freaks. They like sex, you know. And, and at the end, they like they want to see what they can get beforehand, uh, before it goes down, and then even after, when they find out ain't nothing going down, they want to try to make something go down. And if they don't get it, then it's so. Oh, let me call Access Hollywood. Let's call, uh, you know, what I'm saying extra, you know, CNN for an exclusive. It's ridiculous. And at some point. This has to stop. And my, my real issue is the, I know what the media is going to do. We all know what the media is going to do. The media is going to blow it up and make it a big deal, right? But at the end of the day, the real people that, that are the people who, who know right from wrong, like people like me and you, like you know Donald Trump isn't wrong for that. You know what I'm saying? But it's the people who will overlook what I'm saying. They will say, Dad, you know, yeah, you know, he didn't rape her. Yeah, that's true. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, she did sign a non-disclosure, but you'll still be like, oh, no, we should, let's get him for this. Let's get him for this. Just because you don't like him. And I don't care if it's Trump. It, it, it could be me. It could be somebody and you know person. Like, if right is right, wrong is wrong. Like, let's let's stop the foolishness. Let's start calling women out on their on their BS. Now, again, like I said, I want people, the psychos and the weirdos that misconstrue, if, if you really assault someone, if you, you know, are, are, are somebody like a Matt Lauer, although I won't even say Matt Lauer because we don't know really what happened. You know, he had the secret button under his desk. Who knows what happened with them women? They might have been down for the cause. But I'm just saying, if you, really, if you were raped or you were harassed or assaulted in some way, then you, get, you deserve everything that's coming to you. You know, that person should be held accountable. But if you're just a freak, if you're just a hoe, if you just like, you know what I mean, you're money hungry, a gold digger, whatever like that, let's not reward that. This chick Stormy Daniels, I think her name, she, let's not reward, don't support that. Fine, you don't have to like Donald Trump, but don't support that. Right? What else is going on out here? Let's jump right into it. Um, there's a lot of entertainment news going on. First and foremost, guys, if I if I yeah, if I feel like I'm uh, seem like I'm talking fast, you know, th- this two hours goes fast, and I have a lot I wanna I wanna address today. But first of all, rest in peace to uh, Craig Mack. You know, flavor in your ear, uh, one of the pioneers to the whole bad boy movement. You know, died. Uh, you know, suddenly, evidently, he was sick. You know, for some time. So definitely, rest in peace to him. Um, now, everyone is, you know, I'm scrolling through my timeline recently, and everyone is talking about this OJ. Now, for some reason, people cannot get OJ, you know, out of their minds. Like, the media is keeping it going. Social media is keeping it going. It seems that, you know, they did the series last year. Now the series is over. Now they want to all of a sudden air these, uh, this tape, this interview with him giving this confession or, you know, what looks like or appears to be a confession. That's given from a hypothetical standpoint. I watched it. Listen, I've said this from day one. I don't know if OJ did it or not. Okay, and you know he may have. 
uh, he may not have. I, and, and you know me, I usually uh, have a more uh, you know, rigid or, or you know, strict opinion on on certain things like that. But I, I I really have opinion, but just the thought of what actually happens, I really have no idea. He really, I'm kind of like right on the border. He could have really did it, or he could have not done it. What I will say is, I would encourage everyone to look at how the entertainment industry works. Look at um, what we all have seen time and time and time and time and time again, you know, you have these rich and powerful people who suddenly and mysteriously lose, and I use that term loosely, the term of lose, I use that term loosely, um, either whether they're murdered or they're killed in some type of tragic accident, literally just about every single big-name celebrity, you know, and it's not a coincidence, guys, and so I'll just say that, Look at. I would encourage people to look at the big picture, look at how this the industry works, what you know about it, hopefully by now, and look at it from that perspective. It's not about did OJ do it or not. It's about the fact that we don't know. Just like nobody knows who killed Biggie, nobody knows who killed Tupac, nobody knows how Elvis was killed, nobody knows how Whitney was killed. It's mysterious how Kanye West mom was killed. And you ever notice that everything is always mysterious with this type of stuff? Whereas let, let let somebody close to me get killed. It's like, okay, so-and-so died of this cause, or this person was killed in this way. But these celebrities, it's always this big, you know, this whole big thing. Oh, my gosh, I have no idea how they died. They just tragically and mysteriously died. Oh, my goodness. Uh, but it's but it's national news, but we have no idea what happened. You know, it's, come on. It's not, you know, it's not a coincidence. What else is going on out here? I want to do a, a, a little bit of a uh, – every year I do an Oscar recap. You know, I talk about the Academy Awards. I watch it every year. I talk, I talk about it every year. Some years I've done more of a, a, a big special, made a big, you know, to-do about it. Uh, this year, especially when I did – when Chris Rock hosted it, you guys, you know, listen to the show and you like perusing through the archives, check out my Oscar special on, when, when Chris Rock – uh, hosted it, and that was a, a very in-depth show, all right? A lot of symbolism, a lot of information uh, I provided on that on that particular show. This year, um, you know, not so much. You know, I watched it. I wasn't really looking for a whole bunch of the extra stuff this year. I just was kind of watching it. Didn't really care too much this year. Um, but I will say congratulations to uh, uh, to Jordan Peele for, uh, winning Best Original Screenplay for Get Out. Um, Get Out was a cool movie. It wasn't like my favorite movie. Um, it was cool. Um, a little overrated in, in my opinion. Uh, but, again, congratulations to him for winning Best Original Screenplay. I'm not surprised that he won for that because it was very different. It was original, uh, and it was all him. He came up with that, so congratulations to him. Um a lot of people were talking about Mary J. Blige. You know, I was on my um, my timeline, and, you know, everyone's talking about, you know, Mary J. Blige got robbed. You know, she should have won Best Supporting Actress for for Mudbound. I said, oh, okay, really? Like, that's, that's interesting. Like, what makes you say that? I mean, you know, and I'm not, here's the, I have no problem with that. You know what I'm saying? And I'll be honest with you, like, I haven't seen Mudbound yet. You know, but which is probably why you haven't heard me post about it. You haven't seen me, you know, heard me talk about it. Um, 
I may see it, I may not. It just wasn't on my list of things to see. I'll probably check it out at some point. Um, but what I will say is that we as a community, just people as people, you have to stop talking about things that you're not, you know, familiar with. If you have no idea what a movie is about, you have no idea what the performance was like, then you probably shouldn't be talking about it, you know, publicly. I mean, that's just, for me, it's common sense. But I didn't see Mudbound, so I'm not going to say she got robbed. I'm not going to say she didn't get robbed. But I will say congratulations to her on her uh, nomination. From what I hear, she did an excellent job. I hear the movie was good. And so I'll check it out, you know, when I when I get some time. I will say I saw a good, really just before I forget, a really good movie on uh, on Netflix called The Outsider. And it's not your, you know, your typical, it's not a black movie at all, but it's a, you know, it's a very good movie. It's like about the Japanese mob. Jared Leto is in it. And, um, yeah, just check it out. He's a white guy, basically, who finds his way into the Japanese mob. And it's like a really just classic, you know, mob movie, old school feel to it. Um, But, you know, it it takes place over in, uh, in Japan. So check it out. You'll thank me if you watch and you like, you know, those type of movies. Um, Black Panther. You know, shout out to everybody who tuned into uh, my two specials, two back-to-back specials. One before I saw the film, before the film came out, and then my my post Black Panther special uh, on it. Um, a lot of people gave me good feedback about my views on that on the movie. Um, I enjoyed the movie. I know a lot of people, and most people I know, I haven't heard anyone who didn't enjoy the movie. Uh, they're now saying that Black Panther has reached $1 billion uh, worldwide, which is amazing. It recently passed The Dark Knight and is on pace to pass a lot of a lot of movies um, that are very, you know, in fact, they're saying it may end up being one of the top five top grossing films of all time, which would be amazing for a predominantly black cast and black director and a lot of black uh, you know, executives associated with the film. Um, you know, so, you know, like I said, shout out to Black Panther. I have nothing really negative to say about Black Panther. I will say, though, you know, hopefully everyone is supporting also Black Lightning, which I talked about the last time I was live, and I talked about, you know, the movie, hopefully, which, you know, Black Lightning is a very good TV show, you know, uh, on, on the CW network. So check that out. In my opinion, it's just as important. Because just like we haven't seen a uh, a black superhero on this mag of this magnitude on the big screen, we really haven't seen a, a black show, you know, featuring a black superhero in the lead role ever, if I'm not mistaken. So you know, it's it's just as important. It's just as groundbreaking. So hopefully, uh, I'm a little disappointed. I've not seen more support on social media for Black Lightning. Uh, but it's you know it's a it's a good show. It's a, I mean it, it's as good as any of these other popular shows like The Flash or Arrow or you know Legends of Tomorrow or anything like that. So if you're into that type of stuff, shoot, even if you're not, check it out. What else is going on? And see, as you see, there's a lot of I, I missed the week, so it's a lot going on in the uh, in the entertainment world. Uh, Tisha Campbell and Dwayne Martin, you know, rest in peace to their marriage. Uh, you know, I don't. I don't know too much about Tisha Campbell. I don't know too much about their marriage, so I don't have too much to say about them. But I will say that, um, you know, it's unfortunate 
anytime you see two people who've been together um, as long as they have, you know, decide that they cannot, uh, they can no longer, you know, make it work and, you know, stay together. So hopefully they both, um, you know, have some success in their future endeavors. What else? Uh, rest in peace to uh, to Bill Cosby's daughter, which is, um, you know, unfortunate. I know he lost his son uh, tragically many years ago. Uh, he was mysteriously murdered, you know, but, you know, like I said, rest in peace to Ennis Cosby, rest in peace to uh, also his daughter who recently died, um, you know, and, 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 you know, I wish him the best with this whole uh, retrial, you know, that he's going through for his, his rape, his rape case, uh, which is interesting because, ironically, of all the these quote-unquote accusers, all of these accusers who've come forward, there's only one one victim, one one alleged victim, where there's actual actually a case against him. Only one. Because you know when you if they like a serial rapist or a serial murderer, you can be on trial for multiple murders. But for him to be have, have supposedly raped all of these women, Andrea Constant is the only woman where there's where he's actually being accused in court of rape. And this is someone who he had an ongoing affair with, a well-known, a well-documented affair with. This isn't one of the, like a one-time thing, oh, I'm just going to stalk you, I'm going to rape you, I'm going to drug you. No, this was someone he was creeping with. This was his, she was his jump off. He was cheating on his wife with her on multiple occasions. And I think it's the stupidest thing in the world for someone who is, is a, a glorified jump off. You are a freak. You are a hoe. You are allowing yourself to be someone's mistress. And now all of a sudden you want to, 20 years later, you want to say that they raped you? That is absolutely ridiculous. You know what I'm saying? It's absolutely ridiculous. That's like me, you know, just having sex with somebody every week for months. You know what I mean? And then all of I raped you? What about the other time when you came over and backed that ass up? Like, was that rape too? Like, come on. That's what I'm saying. Like, right is right, wrong is wrong. Now, am I saying that Bill Cosby didn't drug women? No, of course he drugged women. Of course, they, women were taking drugs. He, you know, the Quaaludes and all that other stuff. Maybe they were, that was consensual. Maybe he was slipping it. I don't know. I don't know. But that's not, that's not what he's on trial for. You know what I'm not, But this woman, someone he was known to be creeping with? Come on. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, let's stop the foolishness. All right? What else is going on out here? Common and Angela Rye. Oh, you know. It, what are we going to do? It is what it is. You know, they're they're uh, no longer dating. I guess they were dating since, what they say, last summer. I will say this. One thing that stood out, and it's what I try to tell women I worked with through private coaching, is, you know, one of the things that she said, she said, you know, we've decided to end our relationship, um, but we will always be the best of friends. Have you guys ever seen where that's worked out well for someone? Because I, I do this, and I've been doing this for a very, very, very long time. And I, out of thousands and thousands of situations that I've seen firsthand, I've never seen something like that work out positively for the woman. What am I talking about? You hear a lot of women say, well, you know, we're, we're, we're not together, but we're just going to stay friends. You know, we're, for what? Like, what do you first of all? Like, what do you mean you're gonna stay friends? You weren't friends before you started having sex. 
You know what I mean? Yeah, y'all were dealing with each other within the context of a relationship, but that's not really a friendship. That's a relationship where there can also be a friendship, but it's not your platonic friendship. It's not a friendship in the truest sense of the word. So when the relationship ends, it is a mistake, women, for you to try to remain friends with that person for many reasons. One, because that man isn't really your friend. That's the first thing. He's not interested in being your friend. Okay, a fr- let me tell you something. A friend is someone who you can go to when you have a problem, you can talk to. It's a shoulder to lean on, you know, it's a shoulder to cry on, um, someone you can talk about your actual relationship issues or whatever with. That's a friend, okay? But if you if you have a history with that person, it's impossible for that person to be 100% objective towards your situation in the way that a true friend would need to be. So that's not a friendship, okay? So, uh, in the, but not only that, the real issue is that when you say, okay, this is my friend, I'll always love him, I'll always be friends with this person, what message do you think that that sends to all of these other guys that are, you know, out there who are looking at you as a potential mate, as a potential wife? Do you think that they're going to take you seriously when you have this quote-unquote friend like Common who's universally regarded as, you know, being a sex symbol, being someone that 90% of black women would love to be with, you know what I mean? But this is your friend who you've obviously slept with and, and who, you know, who knows may even still be sleeping with. Why would you as a man willingly and knowingly go into that situation with Angela Rod knowing that Common is potentially still hitting that? As a man, you know you ain't competing with Common. I mean, I mean let's just – you all do what you do, but no man is going to go, oh, yeah, I'm going to try to compete with Common for your heart and for your emotions. No. 90, I, I, I do this. I see it all the time. The women who are actively friends with their exes, with their baby's fathers, with, you know, whoever it is that they were sleeping with or no longer sleeping with, those women remain single. And the women listening in now are probably thinking to themselves, oh, snap, he's right. I do have a lot of friends. I have a lot of these male friends that used to smash it off back in the day. Hmm, I may want to cut those guys off. I may want to not bend down my timeline. I may not want to be all posted up on social media with them, laid up in the club or taking all these pictures and these selfies. Oh, yeah, we're such good friends. This is my best friend. We've been friends our whole lives, and you're 45 and single. And can't figure out why. No man is going to take you seriously when they see that. I don't know how else to put it. You got to cut those dudes off. You got to get rid of those guys. You can debate. You can know, oh no, those men are petty and they shouldn't. You can say whatever. I've heard it all. I've been doing this for fifteen years. You know what I mean? At this point, you can say anything you want to say, but you'll be saying it without a ring on your finger. And while your friends are going and getting wiped up, they seem to be the homebodies and they don't do all that stuff. But you want to be the social butterfly all on Snapchat and Instagram and doing all this crazy stuff out in the clubs and out and about. Nobody is feeling that. Nobody is going to wipe up. Even these celebrities, they're all over the place, you know, doing these, you know, traveling the world. I mean, that's all well and good. But there are specific women that men are seeking to wipe up. 
And if you're not that type of woman, you're not going to, you know, you can debate, you can say whatever you want to say. But if you're not that type of woman, it's not going to go well with you, which is actually a very excellent segue into really what we're here to talk about today, which is the role of African-American women in film, television, and music. And a lot of this stuff, you may say, well, you know, there's TV and there's music and you know, there's these celebrities, but then that, that, that's not real. And you may say, oh, well, that's not my life. Well, it, I'm here to talk about how it is and how what goes on in Hollywood often directly translates to what goes on in your home, what goes on with you, what goes on in your relationships. Because what we, what we are, as, as people, subliminally being programmed to do is emulate these celebrities. That's been the, the plan from day one. That's why they put these reality shows out there so you can literally follow the lives of these celebrities every single week. That's why they have shows like Access Hollywood, like Entertainment Tonight Extra. So not only every week you can watch them on TV or in the movies every few months, but you can actually follow their daily movements every single day. Why do you think Wendy Williams is so popular? Because she has, uh, she's a black woman who talks about black celebrities and just celebrities in general, but every single day. You know what I mean? She gives you that insight into their lives every single day. That's not, you know, that you need, the entertainment industry needs people like that. It needs outlet, outlets like that so that they can keep us engaged. They want us to follow them. They want us to, to, to live vicariously through them. I don't fall for that, but a lot of people do. I could give it, you know, I, could, I really don't care about these celebrities. I don't care about the Oscars and the Emmys and all this other crazy stuff that people get so excited about, American Idol, who's the new judge, and this and that. Like, none of that stuff matters. You know what I'm saying? It's only being put there to have you be like them. So that's it on a large scale. But then when you break it down, when you really, like, dissect it, you got to really look at who's being targeted. See, it's, it's all, it's very cyclical. You know, we talk about these school shootings. You know, but you got to really listen to rock and roll. You, know, you got to really listen to the heavy metal. A lot of these lyrics are, are brainwashing these, these kids, you know, and that's, the, that's usually the white folk, right? You know that. Like, go listen to some of this uh, Guns N' Roses back in the day, and even now, like, heavy metal, hardcore rock and roll. Listen to that stuff. It's, it's, it's putting you into an evil space. Um, that's in, in music. You know, if you know anything about Lucifer, Lucifer back in the day, like Lucifer, that, that was that was his whole thing. Music was his thing. And so, if you look at if you look at uh, the that's white folk. If you look at black kids. I, I cannot say enough. We are being targeted, you know, more than anyone. And that's with a racist ass. I mean, there's an agenda for everyone. The government has an agenda for everyone. Period. It's it's its own agenda. Okay, that's just how the government works, to, to control and manipulate its citizens, or at least here in the United States, that is. Everyone thinks, oh, the government is so good, oh, we had a black president. Good? The government ain't never been good. You know what I'm saying? It never has been, never will be. It, it was as worse as I've ever seen it over the last eight years prior to Trump. You know, but nobody wants to talk about that. But aside from it, and that's where the deception comes in. 
And I don't want to get too far off track, but that's you put a black man in office, that's when they really get you. Look at everything from a spiritual standpoint, evil standpoint that's going on over the last eight years under under the helm of a black president. It's as worse as I've ever seen it in my life. I'm not going to go into all this stuff, but you, you, I'm sure you all know. The homosexual, the transgender, the what's going on internationally. The, I mean, there's so much stuff, you know. And so what I'm saying is if you look at music and how we are being targeted and our children are being targeted, you have to look at, you know, people. You got to look at, first you got to look at, you know, who's most influential, right? And I'm just, I'm not even, I'm not even talking about the film and TV. Yeah, I'll get to that. But if you just look at the music side of things, who is the most influential? You know, it, it, that, that, like if you have kids, let's just really take it slow. If you have children, who are your kids influenced by? What artists are most popular? Who are they most checking for? You know what I'm saying? If you're, you're young kids, you're teenagers. I mean, I don't, I don't want to influence you. I don't want to you know, speak for you, but I think we all know. I mean, if Time Magazine says, okay, Beyonce is the most influential, influential person in the world on multiple occasions, if this is Time Magazine, if they say you're the most influential, then you're the most influential. You know what I mean? There's no one more influential in, in the black community than you got your Jay-Z, your Beyonce. And then on a lesser scale, but even still has millions and millions of people, you got people like Nicki Minaj, whose whole um, persona is based off of lesbianism, bisexuality, you know, uh, promiscuity. Uh, you know, even before that, you had little little Kim, and that's just the women. Now, now, who's who's next? Go go do do something. Go on like uh, Photo Grid, Photoshop, or whatever whatever app you have, however you want to do it. And you have three different generations of women, right? If you look, if you put Beyonce first, right? You put Nicki Minaj next to her, and then you put Cardi B right next to her. If you really look at the timeline, you figure Beyonce came out when she was what, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen with Destiny's Child, right? So I mean, and that was a long time. What she's what thirty five now, going on forty. So we're literally talking to let's just say fifteen years. 15 years of this stuff. So then you have a little bit of overlapping because how when did Nicki Minaj come out? Five years, six years ago, right? And so, and you know what she's been doing. You saw you saw what Beyonce was doing with the influencing of young girls to be promiscuous and have sex and freak them dresses and just, you know, give give your virginity away, you know, all that crazy stuff that she's been talking about for the last 15 years. Then you got Nicki Minaj and, you know, Anaconda and, and, and you know, you know, I mean, you, you know, all types of craziness. But now, right, Cardi B is out. She's the, the next big thing. But it's, and if you look at the still shot side by side, they all look exactly the same. Light skin, you know, fair skin, black woman, blonde wig, weave, lace front, whatever you want to call it, big breasts, big ass, you know what I mean? No respectability, no class, no dignity. And rapping or singing about you know lyrics that absolutely negatively influence young girls, and Beyonce is in a very unique uh, 
situation because she has that crossover appeal, right? See, she has a crossover appeal. When she when they want her to reach the young black girls, then she comes out with, you know, Top Off, that new song she has out or something else, you know, an urban song where she's saying bow, bow down, bitches, and this and that, you know what I'm saying, this, that, and the third. Now, she has that, but then she also has a crossover appeal. So when she wants to reach the young white girls, then she comes out with Halo. <laughs> you know what I mean? She comes out with uh, Flaws and All. She got, she has a slow, you know, pop song, you know, when, 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 it, when that's when she wants to do, when she wants to reach, when she wants to be wholesome, when she wants to prance around with Michelle Obama, right? Then she comes out with Halo. But when it's about the hood, when she wants to stimulate the black fan base, then that's when she comes out with, you know, whatever she comes out with. Y'all know what she comes out with. I don't follow this stuff. But, you know, the uh, song she had, ironically, y'all think it's a coincidence? Her, one of her first singles or one of Nicki Minaj's first appearances and what really started her ascension to fame was when she was featured on Beyonce's song. You think that was a coincidence? Of course not. Okay. And so then, as she now once she's achieved that fame, Nicki Minaj, now, then she came out with the song uh, "Flawless," Beyonce. Now it's only a matter of time until oh wait a minute, we already have a song. Watch this. Uh, you see what I was about to say, but I just I just I forgot now. I just remembered we already have a song featuring Nicki Minaj and Cardi and Cardi B. You see how that works. I was just about to say it won't be long until we have a song with Nicki Minaj and Cardi B, but we already have Motorsport, right, which features Cardi B and Nicki Minaj on the same song. They don't even get along. They got they throwing subliminal shots at each other. They don't even get along, but they said, look, this agenda is so strong. I don't care if y'all not speaking. We're putting y'all on the song together. A lot of people don't even know how this stuff works. I promise you, I 100% guarantee you, at some point in the very near future, we will see a song with Cardi B and Beyonce, Beyonce featuring Cardi B. It hasn't even come out. They have, it may not have even recorded it, but mark my words, there will be a major song featuring, from Beyonce featuring Cardi B, most likely around the time when this, this, the summertime hits, this on-the-run tour is about to get started up. I promise you. We've already seen the Bruno Mars. We've already seen that her getting this huge push because she fits the, the, the agenda. She fits that mold of light skin, big ass, big breasts, you know, pretty face, blonde wig. And that is the image that is really – being ingrained in these young women's hair, uh, excuse me, the, the, the hair, the eye, the fake eyes, the fake nails, you know, being ingrained in their minds. Like, hey, look, this is what we have to aspire to be like. All right, let's talk a little bit more. So, I mean, that's music. All right, that's just the music side of things. We have to also talk about television. All right, and, and I'll talk about the film, and I'll talk about all this other stuff. But at the end of the day, TV is is the last, you know, piece. It's the last thing that a lot of these kids see. For many kids, it's what they see when they first wake up. You know, they wake up, they turn on TV while they're getting dressed, 
and for you know you go to school, you do what you do, but you come home and for for many, in many households, television is what is you know the last thing that they see. They're watching these shows, these cartoons. Um, but the problem with it is they are not. That's not all they're watching. I mean, the cartoons and that stuff is bad enough. You know, half these movies that they're watching are really adult films being disguised as kids. Uh, movies, but these TV shows that a lot of these kids are being allowed to watch, you know, is is really negatively. And when I say kids, I mean teenagers. I mean, you know, eight, nine, ten years old, where they're old enough to understand what they're watching. Okay, they're watching the reality shows. They're watching how to get away. You may think it's weird, but you're like, whoa, they. But they are. You know what I'm saying? And unfortunately, they they're, they're they have these shows where the media elevates these black women into these positions of power. And, the, and you see these women in positions of power, and you must say, wow. You, know, you say Olivia Pope, you know, she works in the White House. She, she's the, the, the leader of uh, B613 now. So she's the most powerful woman in the world. That's a positive, right? But if you watch Scandal and you understand how this stuff works, is being the the head of you now. First of all, being a, these fixers where you have to commit crimes and cover up crimes, whether it's murders and other types of crimes. I mean, is that really positive? Is that really success if you're a criminal? If you if you kill people and you allow people to be killed and you you know sanction murder and you know, wheeling and dealing, you know, behind, you know, you're fixing elections and, you know, like, I mean, really, I mean, let's just talk about this stuff. Olivia Pope is, is a criminal, right? I, I don't watch it anymore, but my wife and I watched it. She still watch it. I don't watch it anymore, but I watched it for the first two or three seasons. So believe me, I know what I'm talking about. Olivia Pope is a criminal. Olivia Pope is someone who should be in jail. But this is someone who we are elevating into a position of power and influence in our household over our children. To, to think, wow, she's powerful. She works in the White House, but this is an adulterer. She's a black woman having sex with the, with the president who is married. Who in their right mind would look at that type of woman and say, this is a powerful woman. This is a successful woman. This is something positive that we should be praising on, on, on primetime television. There's nothing positive about that. There's nothing positive about her. Not only is she, was she an adulterer, is an adulterer, having sex with the president who was married, but she was even going back and forth with the, with the other dude, the other white dude. What's his name? Forget his name. With Jake? I mean, they, I mean come on. I've talked about this years. It's been a few years since I've talked about this, but it's like, come on. I, I, my, I have a daughter. So I, like you guys, see, I don't know if you guys have young kids, but I know a lot of you do. But when you look at this stuff, right? You look at like because I watch and I'm okay. Me and my wife, I'm like, okay, whatever. It is what it is. You know, she's a hoe. She's having sex with the president one night. Literally the next day on the same episode, she's having sex with Jake. It's like okay, we know what it is. We know we can explain that. We don't. Have, we don't have. We know what it is. But when my daughter walks into the room, hey, or is. Who's that? Who's that, Daddy? Oh, that's Olivia Pope. Oh, is that her husband? Mm, no, it's not her husband. 
Oh, well, who's he? Why? But she's kissing him. That's not her. Why is that? That not her husband? Oh, because he's married to someone else. Oh, oh, he's married to someone else. So what is? What do you mean? When you're married, you can kiss someone else. And that you see, what I'm saying like no parent should have to explain that. How do you explain it? Don't even get me started on when you see two men kissing, you know, or you see she sees two women kissing somewhere. Oh, what, what? What's that? You know what I mean? Why is she kissing her? That's a whole other topic. But we're, these these kids, and it's impossible. You know me. Like, if, if I, I try my best to shield my kids from this stuff. But so you know if I can't shield it, you know it ain't, it ain't being meant to be shielded. You know what I mean? That's what they want. They want you little kids seeing that stuff and asking them types of, those types of questions and for it to become normalized. That's the agenda. That's the whole point. You know, it's nothing biblical about that. Nothing godly about that. So my point is, is that when you have these people, you know, the Olivia Popes, and I'm going to talk about them all. I still got an hour. I'm going to talk about them all. You know, you you have uh, Viola Davis, who's one of the more respected uh, actresses, black actresses in Hollywood. You know, but then when you put her in a position of being a successful attorney, right? But the problem, and that's probably, wow, Olivia Pope is a successful attorney. Viola Davis you know what I'm saying, a successful attorney on how to get away with murder. But the show is called How to Get Away with Murder. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, no one sees a problem with that. Posed to get away with murder. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're, she's, a, she's a criminal. She's committed crimes on that show. And guess what else? What's the common denominator of every single woman I'm going to talk about today? She's an adulterer on that show. Olivia Pope, take your notepads out. I want you to write down all the people who are, all the black women who are being put, put into positions of power as adulterers. It's amazing. It's not, I've never seen anything like this. Every single black woman on t- television in a leading role in a position of power is an adulterer. If anyone thinks that's a coincidence, you haven't been listening. Every single one of them. And I'm going to go through. So you say, oh, no, it's not. No, it's not. No, it is. It's true. That's what I'm saying. Just listen. You'll see. Viola Davis, adulterer, someone who is passionate about helping people get away with murder. Now, what did I say? If you go back a little bit to what I said about when you had the agenda, you put these people in positions of power. You got your Nicki Minaj, right? And I talked about Cardi B and Beyonce. So what did I say? I said they're going to do songs together. Beyonce and Nicki Minaj have multiple songs together. Cardi B and uh, Nicki Minaj have a song together. You're going to be very shortly seeing a song with Cardi B and Beyonce, I guarantee. Right? So what you put them together. So why not do the same thing in, in television? I turned on the TV. I said, what you watching? She was like, how to get away with murder. I said, well, what the heck? I said, what? What's Olivia Pope doing on there? Said, oh, it's, it's a crossover. <laughs> crossover. Right? You see, you, you guys you see where I'm going with this? You see how that works? It's a crossover. It's a crossover to bridge the, the, you know I mean, the negativity. It's to, it's to unite. What did they do in Voltron? You had all the different powers come together to form one big conglomerate. What is it? Uh, uh. What's the thing? Uh, Captain Planet. 
by our powers combined. You know what I'm saying? Like they form, they form Captain Planet. Uh, that's how this stuff works. You get the Olivia Pope, you get Violet Davis, you put them together. You get Cardi B, Nicki Minaj, you put them together. You get some of these movies which I'll talk about, like Girls Trip. You put all these major black actresses together, you put them together, they unite to, to get all the black community riled up. You know what I'm saying? But And that's fine. That's fine if what you're watching is positive. That's fine if what you're watching is ultimately going to have a positive effect on its audience. But it's not fine when they when, when they come together, Beyonce and Cardi B come together and they and they talk about flawless. Then the next minute you want to come up come out with a song talking about I woke up like this. Talking about bow down bitches and this and that. It's not okay when the people listening or watching leave thinking that it's oh these women in positions of power are to be admired. You see, a lot of people may not see it. If you don't agree with this, it's because you don't see it. Because I see the little girls every day out here. I see the little boys. I see them looking up to Kerry Washington on Scandal, thinking, wow, I want to be like her when I grow up. You see, you see how that works? I see it. I actually go into these schools and as a mentor and talk to these little kids. And I listen. And I'm telling you who they look up to. And the people that they look up to, trust and believe, they shouldn't be looking up to them. The people, see, a lot of people have never been a mentor day in their life. They've never been a big brother. See, I do that daily. So I can, I can see, wow, these, they, they, really, they really do think Beyonce is cool. They really do think Nicki Minaj is positive. Wow, it's, quote, unquote, just entertainment. Why are you judging her? What the heck I'm telling you, a little a six-year-old is prancing around, shaking her ass, thinking that that's cool because she saw Beyonce doing it. And what do you do? What's the best way to further have that stuff, that foolishness, be accepted? But that's when you link her up with Michelle Obama, right? You get Beyonce, who is on record as a well-known record of disrespecting her body, visually, lyrically. Right, but then you get her paired up with Michelle Obama to actually go on a tour around the country into these schools to talk to these little kids. They're not going to remember necessarily what you talked about from a fitness standpoint, if that's what it's about. But what they will remember is when they see her video or see her at the Super Bowl prancing around butt naked. Like, oh, okay, that's that's okay. That's fine because she was she's with Michelle Obama and Michelle Obama is the first lady and Michelle Obama is cool. You see how that works? They've combined when they combine forces. That's that's where the great deception comes. And I see it all. I see right through it. They, this stuff doesn't phase me. It doesn't fool me. But unfortunately, a lot of people don't know how the media works. They don't, they're not familiar with media manipulation. Everything you see is for a purpose. Nothing you see on television, whether it's the news, whether it's reality, whether it's cartoons, none of this stuff is, is trivial. None of this stuff is – it's all very well thought out, very well thought out and planned. And it's all to, to go towards a particular agenda. So, so real quick, let me keep – so I talked about Kerry Washington. You got How to Get Away with Murder, right? Scandal and How – those are two adulterers, two of the more popular adulterers on black television. 
Now, who else is a, a adulterer on black TV? What else? Think, I mean, just think about it. I, I'm going to tell you, but just think about it. You throw some names out there. Think about it. I'll throw out one. How about Gabrielle Union on Being Mary Jane? She was a, they, that show is now ended after four seasons. But she was one of the more well-known and popular adulterers on black television. Right? And if you guys missed my two-night two night, six-hour special on Being Mary Jane from a few years ago, where I really systematically dissected the entire first season, the entire second season, that show, those two shows will change your life. Just Google Being Mary Jane on the Data on Tolbert show, and it'll come right up. And just listen. And if you're single, it'll change your life. You know what I'm saying? But Being Mary Jane, another adulterer. Is it, is it possible to be a black woman on television in prime time without being an adulterer? Is it possible? And I know what everyone's thinking. Before you, know, before you get too riled up, I get it. You're thinking, well, what about blackish? Let's just put blackish on the side. For a I get it. I know all about blackish. Let's just put that on the side because I'm going to talk about blackish. I'm talking about in a dramatic role, not a comedy role. I mean, adultery really isn't funny, so I wouldn't expect to see an adulterer in a comedic role for a black. You know what I mean? So let's just put that off to the side. But every African-American woman in a leading role on primetime television is an adulterer. And as crazy as that sounds, it's absolutely true. All right? It's absolutely true. Being Mary Jane, Gabrielle Union, if you're familiar with Being Mary Jane, she, in the first season, was having sex with, um, what, Amari Hardwick, uh, and he was married, but then she was having sex with, uh, I think her her other boyfriend, light-skinned, bald-haired dude, who was also in a situation and, and you know, and dealing with her at, at one point or another. It's, it's, it's the same thing. It's the same thing. Now, a few years ago, that would have been it, right? But as they're seeing, as, as the powers that be are seeing the level of success that they're having with this, they're seeing the popularity, they're saying, whoa, we have a lot of power to reach young people, to reach these black households, to negatively uh, show uh, the, this, you know, black women in a negative spotlight. We have this ability. Let's just do it. Let's just ride with it. Let's take it to the next level. You know what the next level was? I mean, there's so many. I'm not even close to being done. There's so many. So many I'm going to name. You're like, whoa. But Empire. And I'm looking at Empire. Empire was like the, the coup de grace, you know what I'm saying, of black television. That's what they've all been waiting for. They kind of, you know, being Mary Jane and, you know, shows here and there. But Empire, when that hit, it became a, a cultural and American phenomenon. Right? I mean, and it still is after it's, what, third or fourth season. But why is Empire so special? I mean, really think about it because from a strictly dramatic standpoint, it's not close to being the most entertaining show. I mean, I, I know I can tell you some good television. Like, I mean, I can, we can talk about really great TV, and Empire is nowhere near it. I mean, we all know that's not You guys know that. Empire is not really a good show. If you think, I mean, Empire isn't even as good as Power. You know what I mean? So, and Power isn't even the best show on TV. So that kind of gives you some uh, some idea of what I'm talking about. 
So, but the reason that Empire is so popular, I'm just going to give you a guess why. It's popular because of Taraji P. Henson. Right? It's popular because of Taraji P. Henson and her ability to, her uncanny ability to so accurately portray and exhibit every single negative stereotype that exists about African-American women. Loud, obnoxious, violent, promiscuous, um, a bad parent, criminal, uh, let's say murderer. I mean, damn, I mean, is there anything else she hasn't done? You know what I'm saying? That, ladies and gentlemen, is the real reason why Empire is so popular. It's because of the agenda. It's because of the, you know, the abil- their ability to really perpetuate this, you know, century-old stereotype of black women. The, I mean, I mean, we all know. I mean, by now you know she is an adulterer. I mean, that kind of goes without saying. I shouldn't even need to say that. But that's just one more that we can add to your your list that you're taking of black women in leading roles on network television prime time who are being portrayed as adulterers. Gabrielle Union, Taraji P. Henson, all adulterers. Right? That's amazing. Why do, why do we not boycott this stuff? Do we not? I mean, I'm just asking a question. Do we as African Americans not deserve to have our black women, our queens, being portrayed on television in prime time as something other than adulterers? We will protest anything. If it's about race, if it's about someone being shot by a police officer, we will protest. We will make a big deal out of it. But every single black woman on television is being portrayed as a, 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 an adulterer, and we won't say a darn thing. That is amazing. But let's keep it moving. So be into on Empire. And since I'm talking about Empire, right, she's not the only adulterer on that show, is she? Right? I mean, they just, who, who, who did they bring back? Where did they find Nia Long at? Right? Because I watch it. Like, she's also, if we're being honest, she's also an adulterer. She's also a, a, an adulterer on the show. So we can just, let's just add her to the list. And they, uh, there are a lot of people who are going to have a problem with this show. There are people listening, specifically black women listening right now, who are mad as hell right now. They don't, they don't like what I'm saying, but you cannot deny what I'm saying. So far, every single woman, black woman I've seen, I've named, is not being portrayed as an adulterer. It's not like that back in the day. Where are the Florida Evans from back in the day? Where are the Claire Huxtables from back in the day? You know, even, I'll even take, uh, I forget her name, the mom from, uh, from Family Matters. You know, mothers who actually look like mothers. You know what I'm saying? Um, Will Smith's wife in, in All of Us. Uh, my wife and kids. Even Martin. You know what I'm saying? Like, we don't have that anymore. We have whores now. We have adulterers now. We have criminals now. It's not right. So let's, let's take a look. I'm not, you guys know I'm not even close to being done. So look at this. What else do we have? Some of the most popular shows on television I'm naming in the black community. Greenleaf. Okay. Oh, I'm sorry. Hold up. Before I'm sorry. Real quick. Rewind. Rewind. Back it up. Real quick. I forgot about this. So when I was talking about um, being Mary Jane, 
because now they're doing the two-for-one special, right? Because we all know being Mary, uh, Gabrielle Union and being Mary Jane is an adulterer. But, dang, they had to make the mom an adulterer too. They made the mama. Like, come on, man. Like, they just said, oh, no, we're not going to let y'all off that easy. One adulterer isn't enough. We got to let – the mom is going to be a hoe. How the mom going to let her old ex from, from back in the day smash? How they going to have a sex scene with a 70-year-old woman in, in – in, uh, what's her name? Who is – I forget the, uh, the actor that uh, smashed it off. But come on. I mean, another one. I mean, they go. the list is endless. And no one's talking about this but me. Not one person. You know, let, let alone, you know, boycotting. No one's even talking about it. Like, it's not a problem. Like, a, like the fact that every black woman on television in prime time in a leading role as an adulterer, like, that's not a problem. How is that not a problem? That's the biggest problem. People out here talking about all this other stuff, that doesn't mean anything. I'm talking about something that actually matters. So look, so look, so Greenleaf, you got, I mean, this is, they, they say, you know what, we're just going to tear your whole thing apart. We're just going to come out with a show about the church, about God, but show y'all all the adultery that goes on inside the church, inside a prominent black family and a prominent black church. How many, I don't even got the time to break it down, but how many black adulterers are on freaking, you know what I mean? I mean, really, the main character herself is an adulterer. Uh, what's her name? Uh, I haven't seen her in a while. It's been a little while since. But the chick, life's kinship, the long hair, she's an adulterer. You know what I mean? Make, she's a pastor. She's a she's the associate pastor preaching on Sunday, smashing off the head of security who is engaged. And, I mean, you know, that is adultery. I mean, you guys know what adultery is. That's a, She's an adulterer. And then the uh, the mom, wait, I forget, I forget, you know what I'm saying? But the chick, no, the chick is an adulterer. She had sex with somebody back in the day. She cheated on her husband. You know, I mean, the 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 the, uh, the son is an adulterer, cheating on on his uh, or his wife. What's the name? Um, I can't think of nobody's name today. What's the name? Um, Tyler Perry dude. I know what I'm talking about. But they're all adulterers. That's, it, I mean, it's, I mean, I'm here today to talk about African American women and how they're being uh, portrayed in the media. But it's it's not just women. It's it's they have an agenda of portraying us as homosexuals, as criminals, as deadbeats. Why do you think? I mean, you know, who do they give the Oscars to? Who do they give the Oscars? Halle Berry for being a whore and uh, get smashed off by the white man in Monsters Ball. Uh, uh, Mahershala Ali for being a, a drunk. He, he got the two for one special with Mahershala. They made him gay, right? But then they also made him. Uh, they made him uh, a drug dealer. So, so let's give him the Oscar. He deserves it. Just for he's on on the screen for five minutes, but he's a drug dealer and he's gay. Oh man, we got to give it to him. You know, what I mean? we, that role was made for you, buddy. And you're black. You got it. Best supporting act. Cuba Gooding Jr. for being a buffoon, and uh, and Jerry Maguire, uh, Denzel, of all the things he's been in, we're gonna give it to you, buddy, for being, uh, you know, a, a a criminal basically. I mean, a lot of things, but a criminal, a murderer, a criminal, an overall bad guy. That's that's what we're gonna give you 
the Oscar for. That's the agenda. You know, so that's Greenlee. Shall we talk about Queen's Circle? I mean, you know, everyone loves it, and I like it. Like I, said, I love these shows. I, these are not shows that I'm saying are not uh, entertaining. I'm not saying that we should boycott them, you know, because, uh, you know, I'm just, I'm just going to keep it real. But we have to at least be aware of what's being done. You know what I mean? I believe we have to at least be aware of what's happening. Queen Sugar. Boy, boy. I mean, where do I even start? You know what I mean? Which which one do you want to start with? You know what I mean? You know, we got uh, the, the what's her name? The sister. This, uh, the dark-skinned sister with the dreads. You know, an adulterer. Surprise, surprise, right? She's an adulterer having sex with a married white man. Wants him to leave his wife, but he basically tells her, look, I'm not leaving my wife for you because you're, because you're black and you're not who I want to be with, and, you know, but we can keep having sex. Um, so I'm going to, you know, so she gets pissed off, and she goes out and just sleeps with random people. All right, you know what I mean? She's unfortunately promiscuous on the show, as, as are most many of these women uh, in Hollywood, in, on, in these Hollywood portrayals. Um, I mean, if you, and I say I watched the show, so you can anyone can see it and see that she's very promiscuous. She is an adulterer. Uh, you have um, the main the main character, the the, the light skinned one, who you know, I mean, she got the short end of the stick with her husband. Um, you know, she's dealing with uh, you know the the light skinned dude. What's the name? Uh, Sally Richardson's husband. She's dealing with him. You know, sleeps with him, and I think we're going to see. You know, I haven't seen it yet, but we're going to see uh, in the next season. You know, some some things going on with with more cheating and to keep the drama. They kind of gave us a little teaser, a little sneak peek of what's going to come with the uh, the light skinned dude making eyes at the sister. You know what I mean? It's just like, come on, aren't we better than that? You know, I mean that's that's just one more show. I mean, what what I'm gonna throw out. I'm I'm, I'm giving you all the major ones, but I'm gonna throw out some of that y'all probably aren't even that familiar with. Might not have caught Tika Sumter and the Have and the Have Not. I only watched a few episodes of the first season of that, so I, I can't. That's just too stupid for me. But she was an adulterer. I mean, like I don't even know if she's still on the show, but that's you know that's what she was an adulterer having sex with you know the married dude, the rich white dude. It's, it's how many how many is that? How many is that? Carrie Washington, Viola Davis, Gabrielle Union, the chicks on Queen Sugar, Greenleaf, Taraji on Empire, Nia Long, Tika Sumter. I mean that's that's a lot. You know that's all that's your whole that's all y'all watch that's your whole you know your whole weekly lineup right there. That's everybody's shows. That's all your TV just like that. Every single person you see on the shows you watch are, are adults. That's crazy. But, but but the problem with this, I'm not even done. I'm not. That's not even half my list. Y'all like, well, how many you got? Well, let's talk about. It. What about insecure? What about insecure? Y'all, for, you can't forget about that. And I hope y'all can't forget about my two night, uh, six hour special. That I did on Insecure Because that's You know You think If you're a first time listener You're a newer listener You you didn't hear me talking about uh, Like kind of how I did The Being Mary Jane A step by step 
you know, analyzation of season one and season two of Insecure, oh, man, you, you, you're missing out. Go back and listen. But, I, I mean, do we even need to say, I mean, hey, at this point, adulterer. Someone may say, well, what do you mean, Dayton? She's not married. How is she an adulterer? No, we catch you there. She's not married. Listen, first of all, she doesn't have to be married to be an adulterer. Second of all, she had sex with, um, I mean, with just everybody. You know what I mean? Like everybody on the show. You know what I'm saying? But aside from her having sex with multiple people and being promiscuous, she has she slept with someone while she was in a relationship. So, you know what I'm saying? She And that's like the worst thing you could do. Like, horrible. I mean, I, I almost threw up when I was watching the show. I, I mean, that, as a man, there are very few things that could make, uh, uh, make a man more angry. But to see that, on primetime TV, and you know, that's, that was horrible. Issa Rae, insecure. And, and, and the, the saddest thing about this stuff is that we as a community support this stuff. Like, we will talk about how good this show is and how inspirational this show is, how popular it is. It's like, I'm just looking, I'm like, okay, it's an entertaining show. It's a real show. Because a lot of times what actually happens, I'm not going to take anything away from the writing. As a writer myself, it's a very well-written show. It's a very well-acted show. But at the end of the day, I'm just asking a question. I mean, do, are we, can we not have some positivity? Do, do white folk, these rich white executive producers, do they think so little of us that they feel like we won't support a drama, a black woman in a dramatic role that doesn't involve promiscuity or adultery? Is that what they're saying about us? Is that how they feel about us? Are we worth so little? I'm just asking. I mean, is that is like in order to get a, a show greenlit in Hollywood that features African-American women, does it, do they have to be hoes? That's all I'm asking. There's more. You know what I mean? There's actually more. Now, what, now this is a very entertaining show. My wife and I watch it. I don't know if you guys watch this on BET. It's called The Quad. The Quad stars Anika Noni Rose, who watched this. They, you notice these two-for-one specials are crazy. They say, look, we're going to give you – I don't know if you all know, she's, a, she's on the Academy. She sits on the uh, – she's like one of the people responsible for voting for the Academy Awards, which is a very prestigious position for an African-American actress. And so she sits on that board. And a lot of people don't know that. And she uh, was on power playing a lesbian, you know, and they had a few lesbian sex scenes, right? But then she goes on the quad to star on BET, and she plays, all right, hold on, drum roll, an adulterer. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, I mean, at this point, it's, it's funny. You know what I mean? She plays an adulterer. Now, if you've never seen the show, I know a lot of people who haven't seen the show, it's not as popular as, I guess, some of the other ones. It's not on, like, a major network, <clears throat> you know, like NBC or ABC or HBO. But she plays an adulterer, and not just an adulterer, but she cheated on her husband with a college student, with a grad student, which is, which is you know what I mean? Like, that's kind of crazy. She was a disgraced uh, administrator at this university. She was fired because of this affair. And so she goes down south, and she 
you know, she becomes the president of a HBCU, and she continues, watch this, she continues with the same guy that she was found to be cheating with, cheating on her husband. And watch this, she actually, if you really want to be real about it, she she cheats on him again. Because if you watch the show, they were going to reconcile. Like, he left her, they divorced and everything like that, they separated, but and so they weren't together, but they kind of reconciled. She has sex with her husband, right? But then, and they're trying to, I guess, work things out. She still, she was still sleeping with the dude. That's listen. That's hoish behavior. And the white, the rich white man, could not wait on TV. Oh, we got this. We'll put make her a president of a university, rich and powerful. Put her in a position of power. Will make her a beautiful, and she's absolutely gorgeous. Let me just can I just do a this is like a, a an aside in, in in theater they call this an aside. So I'm stepping away from everything that we're talking about right now. I just gotta say, hope my wife isn't listening. But she's absolutely gorgeous. She's and I'm not, not like that. No, like, but I'm just saying like she's a beautiful black woman. You know what I'm saying? And I'm only saying that because I want. I think it's important for black women to know that while Hollywood would like you to believe you have to look like Nicki Minaj, you have to look like, you know, Cardi B or Beyonce, who are absolutely atrocious to me, those women are fake. Those women are disgusting. They have no self-respect, no respect. They're not attractive at all to me, none of them. They look like hoes straight off the the corner. But if you look at Anika Noni Rose, she, she has that natural beauty. She has, like, a beautiful face. She, you know, wears relatively little makeup. She doesn't wear, like, these ridiculous weaves and wigs. Uh, many, sometimes you even see her with the natural look. She has a beautiful body. She carries herself with respect from a physical standpoint. You know, and we're not talking about the, you know, what she, you know, her, the fact that she's an adult. I'm just saying from a strictly physical standpoint, the way she's shown, I want black women to see that that is beautiful. She's not super skinny. She's got the curves. She can, I mean, you can be thick. You can have some weight on you, and you can still be beautiful. You know what I'm saying? So I just want to put that out there. Just for men, I think it's important for women to hear that from men. And I keep it as real as anyone. And a lot of these guys out here, you might see them lusting after Beyonce and lusting after Cardi B. Oh, my God, I got to look like that. No, look like Anika Noni Rose on the quad, you know what I'm saying? And But just don't be a hoe, and you will be good. You, like, you will be, you know what I'm saying, perfect. That's just me. Some people might like that. Some people might not. But, that, I'm, you know. I'm going to be real with y'all. And the fellas know. I want y'all to know. Like, the fellas know. Most of the – I haven't talked to too many guys about how she looks on the quad, but just based off what she did on Power, the fellas will tell you, like, she's a beautiful woman. And women just, like, even knee along. You know what I'm saying? Like, men – any man I've ever met would prefer the knee along, the Sanaa Lathan, the Anika Noni Rose over someone ridiculously fake and, and, and atrocious like Beyonce, Cardi B, and, and, and Nicki Minaj. And there's not a man on the planet who would prefer those three over the three I just made. All right, so I just want to throw that out there. So back to the adultery. You know what I mean? Unfortunately, you're like, yeah, you got to go back to that. Yeah, I got to go back to that because there's still more. There's still more. That's what we're here for. So how many of y'all watched Sanaa Lathan on Shots Fired? Now, that show didn't last very long. It only lasted about a season, 
And the season only had about eight or ten episodes in it. But on the quad, I mean, on shots fired, Sanaa Lathan was a police officer. She was investigating the death of, um, a, you know, a child that was murdered. But it's like, it's crazy because it's like they can't even have a show like that, which was a good show with a very entertaining premise without introducing the whole aspect up to it. She was, if you watched the show, you saw she had sex with, she had sex with her partner. Um, she also had sex with um, a random, you know, a random, uh, ironically, whoa, his brother. <laughs> Yo, I can't make this stuff up. The dude that she had sex with was the brother of her partner. Why does the only black woman on the show Got to have sex with two brothers. I mean, damn. I mean, can we have any? I mean, come on. We can't do better than that. We don't deserve better than that. Listen to what I'm saying to you. The only black woman on Fox, you know, a show on primetime on Fox, had to have sex with two brothers. Ain't that some stuff? That's crazy. That's how they view us. You can't just have a black actress who respects herself, you know what I'm saying? You can, okay, you can be a cop, you can be a lawyer, you can be whatever you want to be. But why is the only black woman on the show got to be a hoe? And now, some people don't like that term. They say, well, why you got to call them a hoe? What you want to call them? You know what I mean? What, what would you call someone that has sex with two brothers? I don't, you know what I mean? Now, people get mad at me. They say, whoa, why you got to talk? Like, what you mean? Why you got to be like that? You know what I mean? Don't, don't have sex with... You know what I mean? Carrie Washington on scandal. What you want to call it? Has sex with Fitz one day. Has sex with Jake the next day. What you want to call it? You know what I mean? Sanaa Lathan, Gabrielle Union, having sex with Amari Hardwick the next day, having sex with the light-skinned bald head dude. I mean, what you want to call it? How many people do, I mean, Viola Davis, having sex with her white husband. You know what I'm saying? Next minute, having sex with the bald head black dude. You know? The black buck. I don't want that's going too bad. That's going into black the history of black film and television. Like just Google Black Buck. Google two times your homework assignment. Google Black Buck and Google Mammy. And then you'll understand what the agenda is. It's been that way for, for decades. Hey, I'm not, I might have to do a part it's not, I'm not even on film yet. This is T V. I c I can't get off of T V. Sonal Lathan on Shots Fire. That's crazy. Two brothers. Amazing. But there's a new show out. There's a new show that my wife and I watch. It's also on Fox. That show is called 911. How many, how many of y'all watch this show? Man? Don't even get me started. Now, aside from the, the, what I'm going to talk about, the young women, they got the black. Why they got Rockman Dunbar, my man Rockman Dunbar, who is a good actor. Why they got to make him a, a, you know, a, a fruitcake? Right? Why he got to be gay? So he not only is he married to Angela Bassett on this show, but he's a DL brother who recently comes out of the closet and and is, has been cheating on Angela Bassett with a homosexual. That's amazing. So you see, you see, you already see there. Just they got to, that's not even a two for one, but that's like the you know what I mean that's the trifecta right there. You know what I mean? He's black, he's gay, and he's an adulterer. So that's Rockman Dunbar. But now we got Angela Bassett, 
who is about to become, I'm not going to call her an adulterer because obviously she got cheated on, but she may become a hoe because it looked like she was about to have sex with the dude that she met in the same bar that she met the dude in uh, Waiting to Exhale. And uh, she must like drinking alone, but that's how that goes for her. But, you know, she's about to get it on with with the dude. I'm a, I'm not, we haven't seen the next episode, but that's most likely what's about to happen. We'll see next Wednesday. Uh, but who I really want to talk about is the bald-headed black chick, right, the firefighter, who, again, another a, another uh, trifecta. She's black. She's, she's a lesbian. She's married. And she's also an adulterer. Or not? That, yeah, y'all, y'all would think I was lying. Like if y'all didn't see this stuff for yourself, you you would probably be like, yo, he's making this up. There is no way that all these prominent black actresses are being portrayed as whores on network television. You would think I was lying. If I just posted this on Facebook and y'all were actually listening to me, y'all would think I would just start in trouble. Y'all would just think I was making this up. Y'all would be pissed off at me. Y'all would probably just ignore the post. But since y'all are tuned in, you know I'm not making this up. The bald head black chick. Cheated on her wife, but watch this. Who did she cheat on her wife with? The white woman. They just don't care, boy. They, they, you know what I mean? These, these writers, they go off. I hope they pay them some good money because the way they make this stuff up is just crazy. A bald-haired black chick who's married is having sex with a white person who just got out of jail, and her wife is it seems like a cool chick. I mean, she's a lesbian, but I mean, you know. She seems, she seems cool. You know what I mean? Seems like a good wife. Uh, you know, I mean, I guess as good as a lesbian wife could be. But you know, she cheats on her for, from from what appears to be no other reason than she's just a hoe. Because if because we watch the show, so if you watch the show, you're probably watching it like that. You know? What you cheat for? You know what I mean? Wife seems cool. It's crazy. So those. So let's just in recap. Recap of the TV because I might even be missing one. Hold on. No. So we got Carrie. What's it? Let me count them. Carrie Washington, Viola Davis, Anika Noni Rose, Gabrielle Union, Sanaa Lathan, Queen Sugar, Greenleaf, Taraji on Empire, Nia Long, Tika Summers. I ran out of fingers. Issa Rae is eleven, and then the lesbian chick from Nine One One is twelve. I didn't even know it was 12 black shows on TV. You know what I mean? But that's, you, I mean, unless I'm missing some shows, that's all the black dramas. So what are we saying here? What have we established here? It sounds like we've established, and I could be wrong. Y'all correct me if I'm wrong. But it sounds like every single black or every single show on television that features an African-American woman in a, in a leading role is an adulterer, every single one. If I've missed some, if I've omitted some, or you know what I mean, let me know. Shoot me an inbox, you know what I mean, whatever. But that is, that's a problem. And as, a, as the, African, uh, the African-American community, we need to be something else, be passionate about this, you know, and at least, I'm not saying boycott, I'm not a big boycotter. I'd rather talk about it. I'd rather educate people so they can make their own decisions. But whatever you do, at least care. That's all I'm asking. I'm gonna just care. You know what I mean? Like, just be like, dang, that's messed up. Some people don't even be like, no, they don't. They just don't, just don't care. Oh, I'm watching 911. I'm watching Scandal. No, I can't wait. It's like, dang, you don't even care. Like, 
you know I mean, what you're watching, you don't care how we're being depicted. And now, now that's that's just the dramas. That's not even that's not even loving hip hop. That's not even Real Housewives of Atlanta. You know what I'm saying? That's not you know any of these other ridiculous shows that they put on there. Uh, basketball wise, that's not. I mean, that should go without saying. The negativity associated with those shows. Like most people who watch those shows, you know you're watching ratchet. You know what it is. You know you're going to see some fighting. You know you're going to see some hood stuff. It's like you make that conscious decision to watch it. But a lot of people, this stuff, they they slip it in, right? They sneak it in to the dramas. A lot of this stuff, you're going to watch these shows differently now that you heard this show. You're going to watch the quad differently. You're going to look at Kerry Washington differently. How to Get Away with Murder, Viola Davis isn't going to be the same in your eyes. Queen Sugar Greenleaf should not be viewed in the same manner. I'm not saying don't watch them because I'm not going to stop watching them. I watch it all. You know what I'm saying? But like I said, at least, at least know what you're watching. Let's talk a little bit about movies um, before I run out of time. You know, like I said, TV is crazy. Music is crazy. But I talk to a lot of different people. And I've done shows on all of these. Everything I'm talking about, just so you know, uh, today are, are shows that I've done, you know, a lot of them I've done full specials on. Like I've done full specials on Scandal from a few years ago. I did a whole special, two-part special on Insecure, two-part special on uh, on Empire, two-part special on uh, uh, Being Mary Jane. So, that, you know, I mean, if you really want to hear a more in-depth analyzation of these individual shows, check them out. But so TV is, is what it is. But movies, unfortunately, what we'll see is a lot of these same actresses, they will be put into these roles as adulterers, as freaks, as foes, as criminals, so that the money train rolls. Keep the same audience stimulated in the same way they're being stimulated every week on television. What am I talking about? Let's take a look at Girl Strip. Now, many of you heard my special on Girls Trip. Many of you heard, you know, me talking about, uh, I did a whole three-hour special on Girls Trip, one of the more informative shows I've done. And if you look at the role of, so I'm not going to break down each character today, but you can listen to the whole show. I did a very great job of analyzing each character in depth. <clears throat> but if you look at the overall agenda, and you look at how much money that makes, Gross Trip was probably made on a budget, I would think something like twenty, thirty million, went on to gross over a hundred million. So it's obviously a commercial uh success, but more importantly, it's an agenda success. It it, it showed these women who are, you know, they say this is adultery. This is also adultery. So well who's an adulterer? What do you mean? Regina Hall was, was, was married, you know, on the show. Now, yes, her husband was cheating. Yes, he was doing what he was doing, whatever. But at the end of the day, she was still married. You know what I'm saying? Still doing what she was doing. Um, Jada Pinkett, you know, it's it's crazy, and it's very ironic that the most most talked about scene in the film, or two of the most talked about scenes in, in the film, both centered around Jada Pinkett's character, one being when she was pissing, the most vulgar thing I've ever seen in any film in my life um, was her pissing on a crowd of people, which, which is, to this day, I've never seen it. That was the most vulgar and, dis- and disgusting thing I think I've ever seen 
totally unfunny. Nothing funny about a black woman in front of millions of people in the big street. Nothing funny at all. I don't know how people thought that was funny. But I, mean, I wouldn't want my sister doing that. I damn sure wouldn't want my mom to be doing that. You know what I mean? My aunt or anyone, for that matter, doing that. So I don't know why, why that's funny or how that's funny. Um, but aside from that, the sex scene with the whole the whole grapefruit is, you know what I'm saying, like that whole thing, you're you're a single mother who is in who is being encouraged by her quote unquote friends to basically be a hoe, you know what I mean? To to go away on a girls trip, meet a stranger, and have sex with a stranger. There was a time when that was classified as hoeish behavior. Like if you went away and had sex with a a stranger, even your girlfriend's like, oh girl, you a hoe. But now the lines have become so blurred because we're used to seeing these things on television and music and film. The lines have been blurred to the point where that's no longer necessarily viewed as hoish behavior. Getting smashed off with someone by someone who has his whole thing and a, and a grapefruit and this and that like that, that's no longer being viewed as, as being hoish. You know what I'm saying? But it still pushes the agenda. You know what I'm saying? You're still you know, putting an African-American woman out there as being promiscuous, as being loose with her body. What you got to understand is that's how, that was the original formula. That, I'm, I'm talking about going back to slavery. That was the original formula for entertaining rich white folk. You know that, right? The black, the, the white slave masters, when they wanted to get their jollies, they wouldn't go call their skinny white wives to do tricks for them. They would go to the to the fields and pull the, the you know what I'm saying, the most beautiful, voluptuous, you know what I mean, slave, you know what I'm saying, go rape her in the back room somewhere and then have his homies come on over that night and be like, all right, now strip for us, twerk for us. You know what I'm saying? That's that's what that's how they a lot of people don't know their history. But that's what they used to do. Like, damn, yo, this is what I did. No, she did this to me earlier today. Yo, come on over to the crib. We're gonna have a strip show for you. you know I mean, we're gonna make this, this black chick do X, Y, and Z. You know, we're gonna rape her let yeah, you can have your way with her, whatever. That's that was their form of entertainment. And so now it's basically the same thing, except one, it's not rape. You know what I'm saying? Two it's it's just it's, just, it's the same type of entertainment, you know what I mean. But it's just this time, black women are willingly and knowingly subjecting themselves to the rich white man, Fitz, Jake, Halle Berry, and Monsters Ball. Although Billy Bob wasn't rich and you know rich, but he's darn sure was white, tapping that black ass. You know what I mean? That that's the formula. You know, and so. We have to do a better job of recognizing the agenda at work. Now, now, now everyone is talking about, this is something I, sp- I wanted to just single out. I did a show a few weeks ago on Monique and how she was talking about, you know, her, her lack of uh, acceptance, you know, by Netflix. They didn't want to pay her what she felt like she was worth but they would pay other people, Amy Schumer and, you know, different people like that. Monique, I've talked about her a lot over the years. 
One, she's not funny to me. I don't find her funny. But more importantly, I find her to be very vulgar. She makes a lot of racist jokes. So she's not someone I would support as a comedian. But she's very vulgar. And ironically, here's the irony with it. The person who is next up, the person who is going to take her spot in the in the vulgarity slot for black comedians is Tiffany Haddish. Now, I don't know. Maybe I'm living in the twilight zone somewhere secretly. Um, I don't know what's going on around me. A lot of times I just kind of see things and I'm just amazed. I don't believe, I don't understand how stuff like this could happen. But first and foremost, Tiffany Haddish is not funny. She's just not funny. I mean, we can, we can act like, I mean, at the end of the day, we can act like Girls Trip was the funniest movie in the world. But if you're being honest with yourself, if people really look internally, you know, you know, really look at what she's saying, at what she's doing, she, there was nothing funny about her. Nothing. If anything, it was sad. Um, it was unfortunate that, like, everything that she went through was unfortunate. You know what I mean? Like, even her life, her real life. If you listen to her interview in The Breakfast Club, if you listen to some other interviews that she's done, she's had a very miserable life. She was suicidal. She was, she is depressed. She said she currently struggles with depression. And that a lot of that, is, you know, she said, my comedy is based on my real life. She said, but my real life was not, we're, I mean, if you really think about what's happening, we are laughing at her pain. We are laughing at her insecurity. We are laughing at her promiscuity. Her talking about how she could take this type of penis and this and that and, and, and just all, you know, who she would have sex with and, like, that's not funny. You know what I mean? It's not funny for our African-American women to be willingly and knowingly portrayed as promiscuous, as vulgar. We deserve better than that. We deserve more than that. Tiffany Haddish is not, I feel sorry for her. I remember her saying that her stepfather tried to kill her. They tried to kill both her and her mother. She, she happened to survive. Her mom ended up being in the hospital, I believe, something like that. It's just she had a rough life. She's been homeless. I saw an interview with Kevin Hart saying, you know, she was saying, look, I'm homeless. And he gave her like 200 bucks and was like, yo, just go check yourself into a hotel, get a good night's sleep. She had a very, very rough life. So just understand, like, when you laugh at her, and it's been said, people know, Comedians disguise their pain with laughter and comedy. Most of these comedians out here laughing for a living are depressed. You know what I'm saying? And so just keep that in mind. You know, but aside from that, her specifically, you know, she she's being used. You, you see, that's why a lot of times, y'all, not a lot of times, that's why you see these sacrifices. That's why you see these, these the, the, the covering of one eye. You see... Um, you know, the, the, the hand symbols, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, you see that stuff. And, and when you when someone is being used, you know, by by the powers that be, the people who are really controlling the entertainment, then that's where you see that type of symbol. It's like, look, I am allowing myself to be used. Yeah, you've made me a millionaire many times over, so I am now representing your agenda. Now, the key, the key is when you know what their agenda is, then you can spot these types of people. But if you don't know what the agenda is, then it's very easy to just watch these shows and dismiss them 
as simply entertainment, right? It's just entertainment if you don't know what's really going on. Like it's like, like if you if I if I know you don't like me, right? Like if I know you're racist, you know what I'm saying? I know you're racist. Actually, I'm gonna tell you a real story. It's these guys I used to play tennis with, right? Now I'm thinking we're all cool. Like I play, I'm in a tennis league. These white dudes. I, sometimes we play doubles. I played them all and beat them all one on one singles. But one day we all got together in the winter time and we went out to this uh this place and we played we played uh doubles the four of us, you know what I'm saying? And <clears throat> on the way out, one of them was like, man, yo, I'm, I sure am hungry. You know what I'm saying? I'm hungry. I'm hungry as hell right now. Y'all, y'all, whipped, up, y'all whipped up on me. Like, yeah, I, sure, I got a taste for some fried chicken right now. And and the funny thing, I was, already, I was coming out of the bathroom, but I kind of heard him, and he just all started laughing. He's like, yeah, man, I want some chicken right now. And one two, I swear to you, no lie, I swear to y'all. One dude is like, yeah, after the chicken, I'm going to give me some watermelon. I swear to you. And you know what? I, a part of me, part of me knowing me, I, I was, was really tempted to be like, yo, what, what you mean by that? Like, what's up, man? What you, what you trying to say? You know what I'm saying? But I, y'all be proud of me. I didn't even say nothing. I just kind of left. Because we were all going, we were all leaving anyway. But I was like, you know what? That's. That's the last time we're going to play. I'm going to play tennis with them. But my point is, maybe if it wasn't like a race thing, but deep down I knew they didn't like me. Or excuse me, if I didn't know they didn't like me and they weren't, they weren't any racial jokes, then maybe I might have been like, okay, we're just all laughing, you know what I mean, busting it up. But because I knew that these niggas are racist, you know what I'm saying, and you really don't like me, one, because I'm black, and two, because I'm the all-time winningest player in the league that we're in, you you don't like me, and you darn sure don't like getting beat by me. So, you see what I'm saying? Once you know what's up, you can't ignore it. And because we know what's going on in the industry, we now have a responsibility to speak out on it. Unless, unless of course, you just don't care. But yeah, man, I mean, I, I'm, I'm going to get ready to wrap it up, man, but it's, it's a lot. I mean, look really look back at your list. You know what I mean? All the names. And just you know, before I'll just one more time for y'all. Yeah, Girls Trip, Tiffany Haddish, Monique, Kerry Washington, Viola Davis, Anika Noni Rose, Gabrielle Union, Sinai Lathan, Queen Sugar, Greenleaf, Taraji Pienza, Nia Long, Tika Sumter, Issa Rae, the chick on nine one one. I don't know her name. I apologize. Love and Hip Hop, Real Housewives of Atlanta, Cardi B. Beyonce, you know what I mean? Every single one of those people is being used to further this agenda. Now, Beyonce and Jay-Z have a new song out, you know what I mean? It's it's like everyone's talking about this. Like, yo, I don't care. People are excited about it. I'm like, really? Are you really that excited about it? I said the best, it's called, what, Top Off? And they got the the top off the Maybach. I let the top off my Maybach. Who cares? The best thing about that song is that I said on, on Facebook is the fact that you can actually take the top off of it. That's crazy. You know what I mean? Like that that car is amazing. But aside from that, the song is you're, you're 35, you're 40 years old. Jay Z is 50. I mean, like at some point, and I'm not worried about their ages, but it's like you are a parent. At what point do you take responsibility for the fact that you have children and say, you know what? 
I, I don't want to put out certain images anymore. I don't want to put forth certain messages just because I don't want my child, my children, to see this from me. They're going to see it, but at least they have me to combat the negative images. But what happens when you're actually the one putting those images out? Kim Kardashian is another one. You have children. How are you still actively posing naked? You know what I'm saying? Like, that's horrible. That is horrible parenting. Beyonce is a horrible parent. Jay-Z is a horrible parent. When you make music, when you put forth images and lyrics that are negative and you have children, I don't care what anybody says. You can say, well, that's just entertainment. No. As, and if you're a parent, you know this. It is your job, it is your responsibility to, as best you can, protect your child from those types of images and those types of messages. So you definitely don't want to be the person actively putting those messages and images out there. Breast out, ass out, rapping about, you know, I might roll up, roll up some weed or roll up whatever you smoke, and if you want to party with me, you got to sign a non-disclosure. Come on, man. You're like 50 years old talking about that stuff. It's ridiculous. One last thing that I'll say is uh, I'm really thankful for Black Panther. I, I don't know I did two shows last week, last couple of weeks on Black Panther. Um, everyone's talking about it. But I'm very thankful for that film in particular because that, sh- I mean, that movie is refreshing because it actually strays away from the agenda that I've been talking about this whole time. You know what I'm saying? It strays away from that. It, you know, everything I've been talking about, the adultery, the promiscuity, the sexuality, the homosexuality, you know what I'm saying? Like everything that, that Hollywood has an agenda of, of, of putting, of using us to push that agenda, really Black Panther was the opposite of that. You know what I mean? And I, that's why I'm thankful for that because it's like, wow. And I'm hoping, I am hoping that going forward, Black Panther, there will be more Black Panthers. And now I'm not just talking about the sequel, but I'm talking about more big budget television shows, big budget films, music that shows Hollywood that it's okay, you know, to show us, you know what I'm saying, in a, in a non-sexualized light, and we will still come out. Show us in a non-comedic light, because uh, Tyler Perry has no problem making money with Medea, but he has a big problem making money from just his regular dramas. Y'all ever notice that? We will support comedy. We will support sexuality. You know what I'm saying? We'll even support drama when it's ratchet, but we don't support drama like Marshall. We don't support drama like 42. We don't support drama like Red Tails. You know what I mean? But we'll support drama, you know what I'm saying, that we'll support anything other than, you know, educational things or historically significant things. And so Black Panther was refreshing because it it showed Hollywood that they can make money from us not showing us as whores, not showing us as criminals, but instead as kings, as leaders, as warriors. So, you know, just think about that stuff, you know. I'm not saying boycott this stuff. 
But next time you watch Scandal, next time you watch How to Get Away with Murder, just think about this. I'm like, wow, you know what? That, that, that's not okay. Next time you think of somebody who tries to tell you you should boycott Dove or let's boycott the NFL, it's like, well, you want to boycott the NFL, but you won't boycott Fox. You won't boycott some of these movies. You won't boycott, you know, you people, people won't even boycott Love and Hip Hop. You know what I mean? So it is what it is, man. But, look, thank you guys for listening in. And, um, like I said, I'm back every Thursday at 12 o'clock. Check me out. Uh, like I said, the snow, we had two nor'easters here on the East Coast. So that's why I wasn't live last week, but I posted the link for the uh, to my, my Black Panther special. So hopefully I got a chance to listen in and enjoyed it. And uh, I'll be back next week. I'm actually going to be doing a, a financial literacy show. They said, oh, no, I ain't, I ain't tuning into that. i catch you next week. No, no, nah, nah, listen, no, nah, it's going to be a good one because I'm going to be talking about, I'm going to have a few guests. Uh, but I'm also going to talk about um, how to save money, how to build credit. I'm going to talk about, um, you know, how you know, even more specific things within relationships, how you know, joint bank accounts, things like that, you know, pertaining to relationships and finance. So it's going to be a really good show, man. So thank you all for listening in today, and I will see you all next week. on